The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Friday, January 15th, and this is the emergency podcast for Arthur Smith, hired by the Atlanta Falcons. Man, joining me now to break it down, John Breach. Breach, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Uh, I am doing great. This is the emergency put the baby down for a nap, meet up with Brinson for a podcast. That's right. That's, that's uh, a true emergency podcast. You, we, so now each one of us has bailed out. You, me, Ryan Wilson have each bailed out on one of these emergency podcasts. Wilson uh, left. We, we fit all the combos. Yeah. So you skipped um, the uh, Jets. Oh, you were watching Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> I was playing tennis for the Urban Meyer podcast. And Wilson <laughs> is at soccer practice for the uh, for the Arthur Smith podcast. What, what I'm not I? sure who wins there. And the thing is, we had just oh, recorded the Urban Meyer podcast. And it was like nine o'clock central time. And we put the movie on. That movie's like two and a half hours. I didn't pick up my phone the whole time. And I picked it up after it. And I was like, what in the hell just happened? Yeah. Uh, you know, all the slack was, messages from you, Wilson. Saul is hired. Was, uh, was it good? Because I, I need a Friday night movie to watch. It, it wasn't as good as the first one. But okay. it was it's watchable. Um, and then this, I'll point this out. And I, I tweeted this out. And I'm not trying to be like a like an angry media member who's, and I, I mentioned this on the, the Sala podcast, but like, what is going on this coaching cycle? Like the, the Falcons, everyone reported that the Falcons, when, okay, so when everybody like JLC and Schefter and Rap Sheet and like 15 other random insiders and the Atlanta beat reporters, when they all know that Arthur Smith is being hired by the Falcons at 10 a.m. on Friday morning. That means Arthur Smith is being hired by the Falcons. There is no question as to whether or not the deal is going to get done. It's simply a matter of when you are going to announce it. And the Atlanta Falcons, for whatever reason, decided to announce this news at, let's see, what uh, what freaking time? 4.51 p.m. 4.51 p.m. You are not announcing the resignation of a critical team employee or some, you're not releasing news about some scandal. Like Why, this is supposed to be a Friday news dump. That's what you release at Friday at 4.51 PM. Not when you hire your coach. Yeah. Maybe they need, I don't want to say anything. We love the Falcons. <laughs> Wait, why? What? I like the Falcons. Oh, no, I was going to say, maybe you hire a new PR person, but I don't want to throw anyone there under the bus. No, the Falcons, Falcons PR team is actually good. They do a good job. That's um, awesome. In fact, I think some of them listen to this podcast, but that's okay. That's why I didn't want to joke about it. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Jacksonville, t- in, in the Falcons defense, Jacksonville pr- picked a pretty bad time. They released their tweet that said it was official at 7.18 p.m. That one, no, it was, I thought it was earlier than that. No, no, uh, Urban Meyer flew. Oh, no, no, 718 Central. Came out. 718 Central. Oh, yeah. No, no, 618 no. Central, 718 Eastern. Oh, really? I was actually, okay, maybe not. I, I thought I, I thought I saw the official tweet before I even got to tennis because tennis was at 7 o'clock. Anyway, it. Oh, look, yeah, I think you did. Yeah. I'm looking. I was one tweet off. It was at it's 640 fine. Eastern. Look, there we go. Look, I, I'm sure there's stuff about contract negotiate. I'm sure there's some reason why they didn't do that because you would think the Atlanta Falcons would want to get it out at long, like release it at two o'clock, and then that's all anybody's talking about for the next three hours. 
and you think the teams would have the emergency podcasters in mind. Yeah. They don't. Guys, they we don't. have families and small children. Breach's wife is out partying and he's trying to watch this baby. <laughs> anyway, let's get to the hire. Uh, it's, it's like people are like, you've been talking about this for three minutes. And this is the I second. Know, this is already okay. Yeah. All right. Arthur Smith, hired by the Atlanta Falcons. Um, look, I'll say this first off. We said two years ago when Arthur Smith was hired as the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans when he was promoted to that position, we may have made jokes. And that's what we do here. We make snarky jokes about football a lot. And that's okay. Shallow surface level of analysis sometimes. It just happens. I feel an apology coming. This is an apology. This is, we're in route to an apology. <laughs> we made jokes about Arthur Smith and the fact that his father, Fred Smith, owns FedEx. Well, I don't know if we made jokes. It's just sort of like, oh, like, oh, look at the guy's dad owns FedEx getting promoted. And that was unfair. And that was wrong because everything that you hear from people around the league, um, people who cover the Titans, people who work with the Titans about Arthur Smith is that it's actually the opposite. He went into a entry level position in the NFL and grinded his way up to the top to become the offensive coordinator for the Titans and has orchestrated an incredible offense for Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill led the league in passing yards per attempt this past season. Ryan Tannehill, since coming to Nashville and as part of a throwaway trade from the Dolphins who decided he wasn't any good anymore, became a franchise caliber quarterback and a top 10 quarterback under the guidance of Arthur Smith. Derrick Henry led the league in rushing two consecutive years under Arthur Smith. A.J. Brown, who just tweeted out, held me accountable from day one, became an, a, like a borderline elite wide receiver in a year, in two years under Arthur Smith. Corey Davis had the best year of his career under Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith has done an awesome job with the Titans offense, and I give this hire an A+, and I give myself a D, an F for jumping to that conclusion erroneously two years ago, Breach. Now, as the guy who lives in Nashville and, and moved here right around Arthur Smith and right around when uh, Matt LaFour left, who was the Titans offense coordinator in 2018, because we'll have one Matt LaFour-looking dude here at a time. Uh, now, in our defense, Brinson, I'm going to give you a C-, minus, not an F, because okay. the Titans were in a weird spot. So after LaFour left, this was Arthur Smith. Remember, he started from the bottom. Now he's here. So he had no experience running an offense. Their first six games in 2019, so the first six games he was an offensive coordinator, they went two and four. Uh, they scored seven points in two of those first six games. They scored zero points. Uh, they got shut up on the Broncos. I remember this podcast vividly because that's where we reamed into them, 16 nothing. But our bigger point was that maybe Marcus Mariota was the issue and who, you know, it's Vrabel's call on whether or not to bench him. But, you know, Arthur Smith, his offense coordinator, has to say, look, this guy's not cutting it. Surely and they, eventually, they, surely they, they talked about it, right? Well, it took them six weeks to figure it out. And eventually they came to the right decision. And so I'm not sure I would love somebody asked that Arthur Smith in his opening Falcons press conference on who ultimately, you know, Vrabel, the buck stops with the head coach. But did Arthur Smith kind of give him nudge? Because once Ryan Tannehill took over this, it made Arthur Smith look like a genius. I mean, the offense he was running in Nashville with the Titans, with uh, Tannehill turned into one of the mo three most efficient quarterbacks in the NFL over the past whatever 30 regular season games that he's played. And it's because of Arthur Smith and Derrick Henry's production went up because of Arthur Smith, because uh, obviously Ryan Tannehill and, and, you know, you can give an offense coordinator Tannehill and Henry. They're not just automatically going to be successful. The coach plays a big part in that. 
Uh, so Arthur Smith learned on the job, got better, and then made this Titans offense one of the best in the league, fourth highest scoring in the NFL in 2020. Uh, so definitely deserving of this job. And that's why he was so popular. I think every team asked to interview him. And, you know, we, uh, we, we talk about a lot how these different these coaching cycles work in different ways. We've seen a ton of hot young coordinators pop up. And again, I can't stress enough. Like I, I think the enthusiastic part about this, if you're a Falcons fan, is that Arthur Smith did work his way up from an entry level position, and to see all the different aspects of how to how to work within a team. You know, he didn't show up and get promoted to OC two years in. I mean, he's been at the Titans for a long time. He was literally the quality control coach. Yeah, that's the lowest rung on the ladder. Right, and he was. With the Titans, I think first under Mike Malarkey, is that correct? And then became maybe the tight ends coach and then moved to yeah, OC he was from there? assistant tight ends coach and then regular tight ends coach. There you go. Um, now, I think it is worth, and, and by the way, the last time that the Atlanta Falcons, who was the, the last time the Atlanta Falcons had an, an offensive minded head coach? Do you remember, do you know who it was? Uh, Bobby Petrino. Really? He lasted 13 games. That's not a great comparison. I actually always think about him as lasting like three games, but yeah, Bobby Petrino uh, was there the year Vic went to, I mean, this is how old this is. Vic went to prison the year Bobby Petrino was there. Uh, After that, Petrino bolts after 13 games. It's a disaster. The Falcons are terrible. Uh, Mike Smith comes in and, and takes his place. Thomas Dimitrov comes in then as well. Um, and, and this is how long it's been. Like Dimitrov has been there for that long. They come in, they draft Matt Ryan first overall that year. So it has been since Matt Ryan's Matt Ryan has never had an offensive head coach. That's kind of crazy that, that he's actually been that good without an offensive head coach. Now, I do sort of wonder what this means for. I mean, do you actually you know what? Let's let's focus on Arthur Smith for a minute. I mean, or I know. I do sort of wonder what it means for Matt Ryan. Right? Like Yeah. Yeah. Like do you think that this is a net positive for Matt Ryan or is this at some they'll play a year with Matt Ryan, see how they do, then make a call on 2022 later. He's not I mean, I guess he works fine in that system. They don't really have it's like they don't have a we don't really know what his system is outside of the Tennessee framework. Right. I guess is my um, point. I, well, I would say yes and yes to what you just said. Yes, I think it's a net pa- positive for Matt Ryan. And yes, I think he's definitely sticking around in 2021 more because salary cap. But Arthur Smith can use that as an excuse of this is going to be my evaluation here. Because if you're Arthur Smith and you've never had a head coaching job and you just had Ryan Tannehill, you've had a veteran quarterback. You don't want to switch to a rookie quarterback <laughs> and risk how that might make you look when you have Matt Ryan in the fold. So I think that the, the Falcons will keep Matt Ryan for 2021. I think Arthur Smith would be crazy to move on because you want to see what a vet can do for you. And you know what? If Ryan, if Matt Ryan is good under Arthur Smith, all of a sudden you're like, all right, well, we got him under contract for two more years and we can build an offense around him as he, you know, goes down the, the sunset of his career. So uh, I absolutely think this is a good thing for Matt Ryan. And like you said, he's never had an offensive coach and this is not a guy who's going to be leaving. He was at his best when Kyle Shanahan was here. Kyle Shanahan leaves. The whole offense went in the tank. So uh, if they're good with Arthur Smith, he's the head coach. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, and I think the other thing, too, with Matt Ryan, and I talked about this with the Jets last night when Wilson and I were talking. I mentioned this a lot. I, I don't. I really don't think that I, people don't grasp how important it is if you're a head coach and a GM that you ride out the previous regime's quarterback 
because if you if you draft a quarterback in the first round, if you're the Falcons, now look, if I think they have pick five, maybe four, they have a top five pick, right? Yeah. If if you if you if Zach Wilson is there, or Justin Fields is there, and or Trey Lance is there, and you think that one of those guys is the guy and is an elite quarterback, then you absolutely take him. Like if you look at Justin Fields and think if this guy can sit for a year, or maybe eighteen months, whatever it is, behind Matt Ryan and learn then we can really turn him into something special. You don't think, you don't blink, you take him, if you believe that. But, and, and it's rumored, by the way, that Terry Fontenot of the New Orleans Saints is going to be the GM that will be paired with, with Arthur Smith. We'll see how that goes. But if you, and, and that may be why the delay, the Arthur Smith thing happened. But if, if you go out and draft a quarterback just to draft a quarterback, and you were to cut Matt Ryan and move on, you're shortening the time frame and the leash the you know the, the rope the you know the the that you're given by ownership to succeed at your job they you start the clock on your quarterback and it's the same thing with a coach when a GM comes in you want him to be aligned but a lot of times these guys don't want to fire the coach who's already there like out of the gate because then the guy you hire your your fate is going to hinge on that guy and that's how it works with these quarterbacks so it makes a ton of sense if you're Arthur Smith. To tell Arthur Blank, who, by the way, Fred Smith, worth more than Arthur Blank. I think that's funny. Um, uh, I also think it's funny that the Falcons owner's name is Arthur and yeah. the coach's name is Arthur. And two of their last three coaches have the last name of Smith. What's going on here? That's weird. It's, it's out of hand. <laughs> I could start a conspiracy theory. I've got a blank look on my face because of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I think if you're Arthur Smith, you you... In this, in this interview session, you're like, listen, I think we can win games right now with Matt Ryan. I mean, I, I don't think that's a crazy selling point. You're like, listen, there, there are parts of this offense that we need to fix, but we have Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and, and Matt Ryan. I can make this work. We drafted some new offensive linemen in the last two years. We can make this work. Um, and if you do that and you win games with Matt Ryan, maybe you get Matt Ryan at the end of his contract. Maybe you get Matt Ryan to the end of his career. Maybe he's a Falcon the whole time. I think that would make Arthur Blank very happy. And so maybe you don't have to worry about drafting a quarterback right away. Maybe you don't want to draft a quarterback right away. And it gives you a little bit of room two or three years to try and figure out when you want to draft a quarterback. Now, again, high pick, good quarterbacks in this class. Wilson said they're not good quarterbacks next year. So maybe you want to go ahead and pull the trigger now. Nothing wrong with that. But this is an opportunity if you're the Falcons to say, hey, we can make this work. And if it doesn't work, you pin it on Matt Ryan and you move on later. And say bye-bye. You know, one interesting, though, and, and even more than Matt Ryan can be a net positive here, is that we don't know what Arthur Smith can do when he doesn't have a 2,000-yard running back. You know, when you have Derrick Henry in your offense, that running back doesn't exist in the NFL. That's a throwback guy. So we don't know that he can succeed when he doesn't have a great quarterback and a great running eh. back. So we, Well, it'll be interesting. I, well, he, I don't think he needs a Derrick Henry type, but they need someone more capable than what they have. They need the threat of the run instead of Matt Ryan just completely carrying that offense. So I think it'll be interesting to see how Arthur Smith uh, treats Todd Gurley. Gurley, his contract expired. If Arthur Smith says, hey, maybe this is a guy we need to keep, that will tell you maybe Gurley's not washed up. I don't think the Falcons will keep him. I mean, you look at uh, the after week 11, he didn't have more than 10 carries in a single game. Before week 11, he had 14 or more carries in every single game. It was classic Gurley where... Just his body got worn down. I, I won't be surprised if the Falcons go out and try and get a running back. Obviously, they're not going to pay someone $12 million like they're paying Derrick Henry. 
Uh, but if they can find someone in the four to six million dollar range that can produce, I don't know, maybe they steal someone from the 49ers uh, who have like 25 running backs. Uh, but I do think Arthur Smith's offense is at its best when there is a big threat to run. Yeah, and it is worth noting as well that there's a ton of potential free agent running backs out there. So you have Chris Carson with the Seattle Seahawks. We don't know if they'll resign him. That's a guy who would be in a, like an obvious fit in a sort of a better pass catching role. Like nobody's Derrick Henry, um, Kenyon Drake, Aaron Jones is a free agent in Green Bay. Now maybe they franchise tag him. Uh, Philip Lindsay in Denver. Leonard Fournette, uh, people are down on Leonard Fournette, that's fine, but he's kind of revived his career uh, there in, in Tampa Bay. And uh, Tevin Coleman, who's from Atlanta. Fournette would be... Fournette makes a lot of sense, I like right? That. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, in Le'Veon Bell, I mean, you know, again... I, now, the one thing we should mention as you're reading off free agents uh, is that according to Over the Cap, the Falcons have a projected negative $24.3 million dollars in cap space heading into 2021. So they're going to have to fix that problem. That's probably the first thing Arthur Smith and uh, the new general manager are going to have to do before they do anything else. That's not ideal. Um, not ideal at all. Looking at it, you can... Oh, Dion, Dante Fowler's deal is not good. Am I reading this wrong? Yeah, you would lose... Uh, I'm trying to figure out how much cap space you can save here by cutting guys. Obviously, Matt Ryan out, Julio out. Uh, the top guys on the roster are not going to give you a whole lot of relief. Ricardo Allen looks like an obvious uh, obvious uh, guy that you could cut there. Brenton literally making a play for the Falcons GM job right here on the podcast. That's right, yeah. Eat, eat, eat it, Terry Fontenot. Here I come, <laughs> baby. Um, yeah, there's not a ton of guys who are giving you a lot of cap relief here. My goodness. I mean, Calvin Ridley and A.J. Ter- AJ Terrell are still in their rookie deals, along with Chris Lynch. I mean, they're some of the top guys. This is... Wow, this is such a, a top. This is a disaster. This is such a top-heavy team. Oh man, this this roster might be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like they have. It feels very star-studded because they have Matt Ryan and Julio and Ridley and you know Grady Jarrett and eh, I don't know. Um, yeah, Ricardo Allen will save him six million dollars. He can save like four million with James Carpenter. He might have a little work they got to do here. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I think the I think this job more so than the Jaguars and the Jets can be competitive. Like I think Arthur Smith can be competitive right away. And you know, we sort of we talk about uh, you know, it's better to sometimes it's better to tank or you know, to to like you don't want to be seven and nine. Of course not. Nobody wants to be seven and nine. But like look at a guy like Matt Rule, who comes into Carolina and they only, they only won five games. They weren't dominant by any stretch of the imagination. But he, no one's on his back because they won five games and were competitive in a lot of games. You know, if Arthur Smith comes in and they win seven, eight, nine games, even if they miss the playoffs or five, six, yeah, whatever it is, and you look competent, people will largely leave you alone. Yeah. And I think the other part of that is I'm glad you mentioned Matt Rule is, you know, you saying that the Falcons could, are best positioned to probably compete right away out of teams like the Jets and the Jags is that. Who knows where that division is going to be? Because we might have Drew Brees retiring. So all of a sudden you have a new quarterback in New Orleans. Who knows where the Panthers are? They're still trying to build their franchise from the ground up with Matt Rule. And so all of a sudden, if you can just put a competent defense on the field in Atlanta and kind of reinvigorate Matt Ryan and get him going, there's no reason this team can't compete for a wild card spot when seven of 16 teams get in the playoffs out of your conference. Yep, that's true. And by the way, you know what? It's entirely possible. 
I didn't even really think about this when we were when we were complaining about the the leaks that come out from or you know like the like the eight hours to announce a thing. Two things. One, you know, we heard that the the original report of the Jets was that it was other candidates that may have reported it, right? So like I mean that's what you know, like Josina Anderson, formerly of ESPN, reported that it was another candidate who told her the Jets had called in, which is what you do if you're the Jets. That's right. That's a respectful thing. You do that. You call them. So that's not really on the Jets in that sense. It's also possible. What if, uh, you know, what if the Titans, maybe, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe it didn't, uh, yeah, maybe it wasn't the Falcons who leaked it. Who knows? I'm just saying it's possible. Our conspiracy theory podcast is going to take off. Conspiracy market's thriving, Matt. Now keep coming up with your theories. Yeah, you it's think all, the Titans leaked it so that Arthur Smith would hurry up and take no, it. No, no, not that he would even take it. Just that like it came from like a different. You know, like like Arthur Smith oh, no, goes no, and no. tells you're the Titans outside the box as far as where that information might have come from. Right, right, right. Like Arthur Smith goes and tells the Titans, like or he goes and tells Vrabel, "Hey, I'm taking this job," you know, because that's the respectful thing to do. And so maybe that's it. Maybe the Jaguars one is different though. Like that's very clearly Urban Meyer just milking the living crap out all of, the, of it out of the press. Yeah. Like I want you almost wonder if it was it Urban or was it the Jaguars who were doing it? Um, anyway, um, so anything else on Arthur Smith to the Falcons? I, I'm excited about this hire. I want to see. I want to see how this offense looks. I want to see. He. I don't think we've heard anything about who he might hire. Have we? Who, no. Like, coordinator wise, so, and, and that that will be interesting. Uh, as far as offense coordinator, I'm sure Arthur Smith will call his own plays. But you want to bring someone in. Uh, I, I think it will be a name we recognize. And then defensive coordinator, that's his big hire because he's not a defensive guy and the Falcons were not good on defense last season. So, and obviously he can't hire Dan Quinn because he's already been hired by the Cowboys. Just kidding, not that he would. Uh, but yeah, so I think the defense coordinator hire is going to be the big one. Yeah. Um, and we, we, we talked about this too with Wilson. It doesn't matter. Like X's and O's are very important. But being able to manage people is what you need. Into is he? Did Arthur Smith say? Because we didn't get a press conference. Did he say whether or not he's going to call plays? I'm assuming. He I will. would. I would. That, assume yeah, I, I could will. be incorrect, but I'm assuming he. Uh, when you've been doing that for two years and you're you have you don't like to give up that. You know, it's not like he's been in the NFL for ten years calling well, his own plays. Well, I mean, but part of the selling point too is like I'm going to come and call plays. You know, like <laughs> like that's you're, right. You're right. you're like, hey, listen, you're you know, you're buying. You know, like if you if you if somebody hired you, let's say the um, I don't know the Cincinnati Inquirer, in your hometown paper, hired right. you to be the they're like we want you to be the sports editor and a columnist for us, and you're like that's great. Uh, and they're like you can still work at CBS. You're like okay, awesome. Um, oh, oh no, they they you're like I can't do newsletters though. And right. They're like, oh, our big push <laughs> was newsletters. And so you're like, well, I'll be your editor and I'll look at stuff, but I'm not going to actually do your, I can't do your newsletters. Like they would be like, oh, why did we hire you again? <laughs> like, well, right. And so there's are things you're going to iron out that you would talk about before you even take the job. Like I'm sure in the interview, Arthur Blank was like, all right, I need to know, did you have anything to do with that punt situation on fourth <laughs> and two from Baltimore's 40? Because if you say yes, we're not hiring you, dude. And so he clearly said no and got the job. Uh, does the playoff game concern you at all? I know Greg Rosenthal, friend of the program, good pal, um, said that you know he was like it does have some Matt Patricia Patriots defense vibes to it. But uh, Kevin Stefanski had an awful game for the Vikings in his final uh, playoff. 
performance before jumping to the Browns. It does, I guess, but did are they are we ignoring last year's playoffs? Like no. they literally ran over the same Ravens team. They got to the AFC title, took a 10-0 lead on the Chiefs. Uh, and honestly, I thought more of the playoff loss was on the head coach and head coaching decisions like that punt that Arthur Smith has nothing to do with. They had a couple uh interesting head coaching play. So no, that, that game does not worry me at all, especially because they were so good early. Yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not saying that that's the case. I'm just offering you a chance to rebuttal as our local Titans. And also, so does this let make me just you say a- about Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia all always had that safety net of Bill Belichick back there with the ultimate defensive game plan. When you yeah. have the smartest defensive mind in NFL history behind your back, kind of pulling the strings, uh, it's pretty good, easy to look good. Arthur Smith didn't have that. He's on his own running this offense. Mike Vrabel is a defensive mind. He's not, you know, helping Arthur Smith put together offensive game plans like Patricia had with Belichick. Correct. So I th- I th- it's just a completely different situation. Yeah, and I mean, you're not, like you don't have the stigma of it. You're not coming from a Belichick tree where it hadn't produced you know, hard. Like Bill O'Brien's the best guy to actually Vrabel. I, te- I guess technically is the best guy to come out of the Belichick tree. If you, I mean, is Arthur Smith even coming from a tree or is he just a seed? He's, he's just I, an acorn. He's an acorn. I, By the way, you know, Arthur Smith <laughs> played football at North Carolina too. Uh, he was also hired by Mike Munchak. So he's made from the Mike Munchak tree. That was his first. That's the NFL. He was the Titans coach when oh, Arthur Smith right. got hired as the quality control guy. Mike Munchak, an underrated. Now that's actually interesting breach. So two of the biggest hires of the last that people don't talk about. And this is the last thing we can talk about on this. Um, Mike Munchak left and went to coach the Broncos. He left the Steelers and went to coach the Broncos. The Steelers had been a great running team. And then all of a sudden the run game disappeared. Same thing with Bill Callahan, who now is with the Browns. And the Browns have been one of the most dominant run teams in football. When he, when Bill, I think that we sort of underrate a great offensive line coach. Everywhere, everywhere Bill Callahan and Mike Munchak go, the offensive line gets substantially better. So I sort of wonder, Breach, could Mike Munchak be the next offensive coordinator or even offensive line coach for the Atlanta Falcons? Uh, that's what you do. You call the guys you know. Yeah. Um, interesting. Okay. I can very see the cu- wheels in your head turning, Brinson. Very, very curious to see who Arthur Smith hires. Uh, very excited to see see how he does. I'm I'm actually thrilled for him, and uh, I think it's a great opportunity. And I'm 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 kind of I'm kind of rooting for the Falcons. The Falcons might. Like I kind of like Arthur Smith makes me want to be a Falcons fan. Hey, once Philip Rivers retires, you need a new team. So just you have the Falcons on deck. Ooh, that's true. That's right, Breach. All right, uh, good stuff as always, buddy. Thanks for uh, doing the pod in emergency fashion. Go take care of your. Uh, are you looking? Do you have a monitor in front of you? I I, I turned it off, but you turned it off. I tur- we were about to end. I could tell we were about. To end. <laughs> you t- you had it on during the pod. Let's see the monitor. Yes. yes. Don't, don't don't show me the picture. I just want to see what kind of monitor you have. No, you, we can see the picture. It's okay. okay. Let's see. Wow! Oh, you have your phone monitor. Look at that little baby. Little baby's napping. That isn't, is why isn't the emergency it, podcast happened. See, isn't it nice <laughs> to be at the stage of parenting where your child is face down into like a, a mattress and you're not panicking? <laughs> and, and you're not. And I'll, I'll just say real quick. So br- this whole thing happened at like four o'clock, uh, central, five o'clock Eastern time. 
And I, my wife had just left to run errands. I have the baby by myself and I can't do a podcast with a baby because if she starts crying, you know, it's going to, you just can't podcast with the baby. It's not possible. But I also knew the baby's nap time was 4.30. So I was like, Brent, if we can wait till 4.30, we can do the podcast. So the baby napped and here we are doing the podcast. That's why you guys have your third emergency podcast in the feed. Make sure and check out our best bets podcast as well. It's in there for the weekend. Uh, We will be live on Twitch from 3.30 to 4.30 on Saturday. And then Breach and I will fire up on Saturday night uh, for the fourth quarter sweat of Ravens and Bills. We'll have to bet on something in the fourth quarter. Um, Let's find something we can wager on. Maybe we wager on the fourth quarter Ooh, that's what we should do. We should start. We should wager on the fourth quarter ahead of time because you can do that before the game. Get a fourth quarter bet in, like or, or a live bet, so we can actually sweat it and enjoy it. Um, we'll do that both nights, Saturday and Sunday. So make sure and check that out on Twitch, CBS Sports HQ on Twitch, or Pick Six Pod on YouTube. Reach always a pleasure, buddy. See you soon. Thanks. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.